I, show, I haven't seen a single second of his podcast. I show people the clip. Well, the clip that he got canceled for. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. It is. It's hard to find some of this. It took me forever to find the Rogan one. Oh, the, the super guy? Yeah, it's like, dude, I need a new ringtone already. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me find this smash up. A uh, question none of us asked mm-hmm. was, hey, all these cut-ups of... Ro- were these part of the ad read by any chance? <laughs> oh, you let's think hear that, them out. Do you think that um, Hims was making him say the? Ad I, I think Miundi has had some <laughs> questionable marketing <laughs> tactics in the past. My only and look, I was working through the most of the the the, the day of Joe Rogan discourse, mm-hmm. which we'll always remember. February six, we'll always remember as God, Joe we got Rogan a Jan six, a Feb six. Yeah, let's, I, the sixes are are kind of for. Let's start, once we get that third six, cancel culture is really gonna. <laughs> let's get let's every six of every month commemorate something horrible happening and i consider joe rogan getting yelled at on the internet kind of <laughs> something horrible oh interesting oh you know what it's probably is akin to the capital rights in terms of actual consequences yeah that's fair it's like people are going to be mad about it for a little bit and then we're all just going to be like eh, it's not they're still thing. doing stuff with that though right they're still trying to get people in trouble oh they're saying they're doing yeah. stuff with it oh, what, what are they going to do the, the fact that they can't like can't find people from the capital riots that's well, what's that one Mr. Show guy? <laughs> what? Did they ever get to the bottom of oh, that? Austin? Yeah. Well, it's so funny that you could be on television on HBO in the 90s, and then the FBI will post your picture being like, anyone know who this is? <laughs> like, it's some kind of, like, cut oh, rate bar trivia. They posted the photo initially. The it wasn't was, like... The FBI was like, we have no idea who this guy is. And everyone was like, he is a voice on Bob's Burgers. <laughs> that just shows the FBI has no sense of humor. <laughs> Which is what something I've been accusing them of them for mm-hmm. years. Although I tell you what, if they came up with that federal body inspector shirt, I take it all back. <laughs> <laughs> that one still holds up. <laughs> that is uh, one of or my female body inspector. Sir, yeah, yeah, right, right. Not the federal body inspector. Mm-mm. Come on, someone suggested federal body inspector, and then the really funny guy punched it up. Yeah, He's like wait, I got it. The rookie. Yeah, <laughs> the rookie, and that rookie's name, J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, mm-hmm. was he a cop? I, he was FBI or CIA. No, he was oh. FBI. He was FBI. He was okay. FBI. I think. Oh, boy. Yeah. Ooh, he coined the, the word damn. He coined the word yeah. damn? Oh, <laughs> he was describing the, <laughs> the thing he made to block all that water? Yeah, no one had used damn before. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're just like, one of those beaver doohickeys. <laughs> yeah, they called it a, 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 a man, man-made beaver doohickey. Federal, uh, female body inspector. Doohickey. Slip that in a few more times, if you could. What's the Hall of Fame? It's female body inspector. It's uh, for goofy tees for tuxedo shirt. Oh, tuxedo shirt. I'm going to put that above. Possible. I mean, I I think I got to put that. above. Is there room for tuxedo shirt and beautiful woman chest? Oh, kind of like the yeah, like the swimsuit body. Yeah, like you you, and and you're a guy. You're like a big fat guy and you're wearing that. Yeah, everyone's like (laughs) that guy's fun. (laughs) That guy is a hot lady. (laughs) Whenever I see, (laughs) 
whenever I see a man wearing a hot lady uh, t-shirt where it looks like their chest is a beautiful woman in a bikini, uh-huh. I do a double take. I go, what? what? Dude, old guys have been getting baited and switched with that forever. People <laughs> with really bad vision, glaucoma, <laughs> until weed became legal. <laughs> glaucoma sufferers uh, lost thousands of dollars going home with large men every year and we're, grifted. where are they losing the money uh, they misplaced their wallet <laughs> when you have sex your clothes kind of just end up places you know especially when you have sex with large men there's so many folds <laughs> welcome to the american journal of losers everybody it's a kind of a, a love letter to the podcasting it industry is. yeah um, I'm Adam McShane. My name is Joey Bednarski. Cosmo, do you want to introduce yourself today? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, no, he, we'll, that, it, we'll brush past him. Uh, no, no, it's okay. Cosmo's putting his two index fingers together to indicate <laughs> that he's shy. <laughs> You're a little shy today, buddy? Okay. Cosmo <laughs> might not talk today, and that's okay. <laughs> that's why we got three well, hosts. You yep. stay in your happy place, pal. We got two hosts and one despair. That's what I've always said about the American Journal of Losers. Well, I'm happy to be here. This has been a, a damn minute since we've done this. It has been, by my count, a one calendar month. January of 2022, we did not record a podcast. Will it show today? <laughs> uh, it's, hey, it sounds like it already has, pal. Well. We talked about female body inspectors, and we laughed about it. <laughs> we said, <laughs> we said, <laughs> we said, what's funny? I don't know. Gross t-shirts. <laughs> gross novelty t-shirts. Is that what we find funny? Is that our sense of humor? Don't you kind of feel, though, that like more alt comedy has kind of come full circle? We're back to talking about cum and boogers, and yeah. it's it's kind of fun again. Dude, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you don't have a joke about cum in 2022, you're nobody. I think by 2023, you missed the boat, mm-hmm. the cum boat. Yeah, you missed- cum boat sailing down a, a slimy, slimy river. Noah and all his precious animals are <laughs> are escaping the the flood of cum that God sent. Uh, yeah, boogers are up next. I've predicted this. I'll, I'll say it in public. Yeah, I'll say it right now. Buy stock in booger jokes. Booger jokes are coming back in 2023. I think there's something to it, especially because come to snot to boogers. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a natural. It's a classic A to C. You got the snot bridge bridging the boogers and the come. Exactly. Um, I what, what there was another thing I thought recently. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, just want to get it all I out of the way. I bet you did. You fucking thinker. <laughs> Is this what our show is? I wanted I, to add something to boogers. I don't remember. I don't remember if this is what our show is. Is it a lot like this? I don't know. I don't remember as much eye contact, but this works too. <laughs> yeah, something's different about this episode. <laughs> it's hard to put your finger on it. It is. Cosmo's, um, Cosmo's got his uh, both fingers on it. <laughs> yeah, Cosmo's he's still got doing it. that. Cosmo is doing the thinker pose right now. He's not contributing anything, but he's he's clearly thinking really hard. This, this time in later. finger touch thing, though, I'm gonna take the heat on that because uh, I did I did. Tell him that I put an invisible uh, bamboo finger trap on his fingers. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, and uh, he, he really bought it. Yeah, well, he's very gullible. Look, the, re- the re- here's what happened. He did think t- if you looked up, if you got a turkey to look up, it'll just keep <laughs> looking up and then drown in the rain. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he heard that when he was a child. This prankster and then, mother. And then you... Uh, who I think's pranking him right now, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because it was just a, a look. Here's what happened. We come in. Yeah. It's the three of us. We're having a big con. Cosmo and I get into a little. One of our little big conversations. One of our little big conversations. Cosmo and I get into this screaming argument, right? Just the two of us going at it. It's not important what it was about. He said mm-hmm. he was better at cooking shortbread than I was. And I took exception. To when that. was this? Oh, this was just the, earlier today. You were. Oh, oh yeah. yeah and okay. he, it just got it got really ahead. And I said, won't you ever shut up? 
And he hasn't, oh, yeah, he he hasn't said a word since. And he doesn't just, like that kind of stuff. He's just sitting here with us right now. And if you're seeing video of this, uh, the camera's broken. We can't film him right now. Out of, uh, out of pro, he's a, yeah, he's a principled <laughs> man, you know? He, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm happy to uh, just kind of wait, wait for him to jump in this little hot. Have you ever done those, uh, the jump ropes, the like where they'll go back and forth? Double Dutch, do they call it? I thought the double Dutch was the two ropes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know because you got to like jump into it. You got to know that's the hardest part. I think is oh when people are oh, wait okay actually it's probably all pretty hard. You're giving me a, you're giving me a couple of mixed signals here. Are you asking if I've ever jumped ropes in a double dutch style, or are you asking me if I've ever done the little crossies and the whoosits and the shits? I thought they were the same thing. Oh, buddy, you got a lot to learn about. Did, did you never jump rope for heart? That might be why for heart. <laughs> you never did for it. my heart for my health. Yeah, yeah, buddy, for everyone's health. Hmm. It was a, an awareness campaign. Boy, do I not remember. We did it every year in grade school. We were like, it's time for jump rope for heart. Hmm. And it was like, everyone jump some rope. I don't know if we did. I'll be honest. Um, what did we do for people? I don't know <laughs> that we did as much for people as you did. Now that I'm thinking about it, that was not for people. Oh. They made it sound like it was for people, though. When, when you say something is for a heart, it does make it sound like it's... Other people's heart. You know, it was it, just for your heart. I guess did he just was, not <laughs> include... You just didn't say your heart <laughs> or forgot, heart. They forgot the article. Yeah. I assumed it was for somebody's heart. I never thought it would be my own. Wow. But that's what physical education is about. It's just, you can uh, take care of yourself. You know? I almost think we should ditch PE in school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know that's probably <laughs> I, the opposite I, opinion of anyone well, that's educated. Well, you're, you're coming out. You kind of pitched it to me like we are in high school right now and you want to go out and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> like, I think we should ditch PE. Yeah, you yeah. and I should just go out and get some five guys instead of a uh, cut. We should cut class. Well, what people don't know is we record the podcast in a deep squat for <laughs> a good hour. Right. And yeah. it really burns. I would consider this our physical education. So I took a shit at the airport mm -hmm. like two weeks ago. Congrats, buddy. Thanks. And uh, but I did a hover. I don't always hover. I've I've accepted that life is going to be miserable if you won't shit on a public toilet. Mm -hmm. It still grosses me out, but I've just like been able to. I'm able to turn that part of my brain off because of the practicality of it. Yeah, this one was so gross. I hovered. Uh, See, if it was gross enough, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't. Yeah, but I really had to go. And uh, it'd be like that. Yeah, and so I was in a squat for like forty five seconds, in and out pretty quick killed my legs it was really hard mm. so i'm i'm getting soft is what i'm saying so you there's, there's time to get back into the dojo our yeah. podcast recording studio yes um joey yes you used to be so good at this you used to be able to intro it now you're building up your power to it like a like a kamehameha uh-huh the the, the is that how i was supposed to be saying it that whole time i have no idea they said it so long like <laughs> say it short in one episode just so i know how to pronounce it yeah this episode is just to be adam charging his power yeah. to ask me who the loser is that was me. half of all of those episodes it was yes God, it was why they I, really milked it i couldn't i couldn't brilliant it. brilliant I, writing i didn't have the patience for that as a kid but yeah. if i had to make 22 episodes of an animated show and especially if I had to be the one animating it, I'd be like, oh, yeah. can we just have them charging up the power for this one? I can't. I yeah. can't deal with this. I can't do 22 episodes in a year. How do we indicate? Oh, just color the hair blonde, <laughs> erase it and draw it yellow. That's got some racial interesting tone. Oh, wow. That? Now that you mention it. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Can we be what does the word Saiyan mean? It mm -hmm. sounds so close to Aryan. It, it sounds... <laughs> Marginally close to here. Just because you brought up the racial <laughs> element to it, I, I wanted to shoehorn that in there. I'll be honest. It really doesn't sound that much like Aaron. But Joey. 
You got it? You think, I think I believe in you. Mm-hmm. Who did you bring in as a loser today? Oh, man. It's been so long since you asked me that question. I know. You know, at, you know as much as we are friends Please. outside of the podcast, Adam never asked me who the loser is when we're outside of... No, because when we're outside, uh, it's usually us. Mm-hmm. We're usually you playing. Know? Every time I used to ask you in public a mirror would appear or we would look in our reflection and Joe, who's the loser? And then like two guys out of a moving truck would bring a mirror in front of us. It was really, yeah. And we'd usually be in the middle of a high speed chase and they'd be walking it down the middle of a street and the, the person we were chasing uh-huh. would duck under it and we would inevitably crash every single time it. crash right on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fruit stand, all those good things, all those gags, dude, marbles, fucking bait of my existence when i hang out with adam i'm hanging out with adam i can't believe they still make them anymore they i think they only make them on places where we're trying to chase our quarry uh i did bring a loser this week adam mcshane (laughs) and cosmo who's here cosmo who's present today Uh, what a stinker yeah just not gonna speak this one uh hey how was your trip to the northeast of america was good uh deep squat shits at the airport right was Um, that was that at o'hare or was this uh uh, this might have been DC before I got on a flight, sat on the tarmac for 45 minutes, and then they made all like 200 people get out. And uh, they all flew. This was supposed to be at 3 p.m. coming back to Chicago, and they didn't fly out till midnight. Shit. I quick, I quick hopped on a thing and and um, went through a different different airline. Just squeaked in one like 30 minutes later. Ah, see, you're travel savvy. This is something about Adam. No, because I had to go back and get my bag because they forced me to check it mm. at the. It's a hole. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm growing. I get it, but I, I kind of narrowly. You're yeah. you're a miles guy. I know you're a savvy flyer though. That's yeah, but I it am. costs me. I don't know. Also, out which DC airport has the stinky, smelly bathrooms? Reagan, Dulles. Hmm. Wait, are those two different ones? I was at Reagan. <laughs> I, I thought so. Okay, I, I thought Reagan. they were. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway. You say anything confidently, I'm just going to nod and smile. No, I'm making this one up, so let's hope, let's hope for it. Well, you confidently tell me, uh, who, who's this loser? Sorry, I got something in my my eye. <laughs> I want you to take it again without the eye. Do you see what's in my eye? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting, and I want it out. It's hope that you'll tell me who this loser is. <laughs> so this loser is also a traveler to the Northeast of America, but he, oh. didn't, he didn't do it as well. Okay. Yeah, he famously. So we do a lot of we do a lot of contemptible losers, a lot of sad sack losers. Uh huh. It's usually somewhere in between. I don't know if we've we've only done a couple that are truly just lovable losers. Oh, okay. This is a loser who's famous for fucking up, got fifteen minutes of fame, maybe tried to milk it a little too hard, and was hoisted by his own petard. Eh. Okay. <laughs> kind of fizzle out from there. I should mention in the Northeast, that was probably like a, an hour and a half from uh, Grafton, New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. And I asked lots of people, and not a single person <laughs> knew about the Freetown project. I did make it up. So, well, I didn't say all that. <laughs> oh, I'm saying that. I'm conf- oh, okay. This is my confession. But every, everyone did have the same response. Never heard of it, but that sounds very <laughs> New Hampshire. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. <laughs> everyone in Vermont thought that sounded quite. Quite on point. Damn, that sounds like they're ready to go at it. No, we're yeah. not talking about Vermont. We're talking actually, we're going up a little bit further up to Maine here. Ooh. But first, we got to stop over in Germany because our loser today is a German man born in 1927. Camel Klaus. His name is <laughs> actually weirdly similar to what you said. His name is Erwin <laughs> Kreutz. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm doing my best with the pronunciation of that. I have heard it read as Cruz. That seems way less German to me. Yeah. It's probably Erwin Kreutz. Right. 
but look, I'm going to do my best here. He was born in Germany. He was born in, yeah, in Germany, 1927. He oh. is one of the, the rare cases of, I don't know how involved with Nazism he was. Mm. He was 18 when the war ended. And he emigrated to West Germany after that whole thing happened. When did did you have to be eighteen to fight? Is that like most country or I don't know? Is I eighteen is strictly U.S. Thing? I kind of think if you're seventeen and Germany's falling apart, they're like, "Hey, you come here." Yeah, me too. I'm pretty sure they're towards the end. Of, yeah, yeah. I mean, also there's the Hitler Youth and shit like that. So I don't know much about the Hitler Youth. <laughs> I thought that was all neo. All who's neo? I thought the term Hitler Youth was kind of about the neos. Oh, the neo neo Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> you're so familiar with them well, you just we're them. on a first name basis me and the neo-nazis oh gross <laughs> well we don't get along but no no the, we see the, each other the hitler youth was like a real uh some real jojo rabbit shit the one of the last pope the one mm-hmm. that the one that god told to quit your day job <laughs> the last pope he was yeah. in the hitler youth okay wait he was what he was in the hitler youth cardinal ratzinger who became pope benedict the 16th was uh he's an austrian man who was so he was like six years old and he was in the hitler Youth. oh i didn't know that it was just like well the thing about being in the hitler youth is like you didn't have a choice no yeah right, it was right, like right. going to to day camp or whatever mm-hmm. except for hateful ideology yeah and you can totally spin that like i didn't have to be there i learned about hate and it's made me a more holy person <laughs> i could do something with that mm. as a pr guy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah self-proclaimed you're coming up these hitler youths are coming up to you well it's kind of like being in the mickey mouse club but back in the day before, yeah. you know, before Mickey Mouse even could have a club. Everyone in the Hitler Youth ended up on uh, hit TV shows in the, the 90s. Um, the thing, is, you know how advertisers make like a portfolio book mm-hmm. of like mock stuff? I do that with PR stuff. So like I'll have a picture of Rogan and then like he was reading ad copy, like <laughs> okay. stuff like that. And try and prove that I could get someone out of a bind. <laughs> hey, wait, can I say real quick about the Rogan thing? What? Okay. I mean... That's insane that he uh, said racial slurs that many times on his podcast. Yeah, it was a lot. I I think the the supercut could have been shorter, right? Yeah, <laughs> you could have released it. You could have released the supercut. This is not a criticism of of whoever made the supercut, but you could have released half of that, and I think the point still would have come across, right? Yeah, it does feel like the person that made it was like nine is too many or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Anyways, Urban Kreutz. He's a German man, born 1927. This incident isn't going to happen until 1977. He's 49, almost 50 years old. Okay. Uh, and he is just the biggest German. He's every aspect of a German stereotype. Maybe not the efficiency. Lederhosen? He is a. He lives in Bavaria, in a small village in Bavaria, where he works in a brewery. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is he thick? I picture him thick He's frame. thick, and in fact, he's described in multiple news sources as roly-poly. <laughs> I, don't know oh. that, I don't know if that's a 70s thing, or I, I feel like, you mm. know, you have to be pretty likable as a fat guy to be described as roly-poly. Yeah, usually descri- that usually describes types of bugs, mm-hmm. but not even a specific bug. There's like, I've heard multiple bugs described as roly-poly. Those little, those little you're thinking of the pill bugs, right? Oh, potato bugs. I feel like yeah. I call them roly-polies for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I wasn't talking about him a lot, though. This is how my brother spent his last year. Was He had to collect like 50 species of like water bugs or something. <laughs> Wait, I, and this th- is your brother who's studying 22, this yeah, school, yeah, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> his assignment was to find as many bugs. He's going to Animal Crossing University. He's like digging up muck, and apparently the bane of their existence is apparently there's a water thing they call roly-poly. Look, 
neither here nor there. <laughs> so it's it's really sticking in your brother's craw. It's, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, Erin Coitz, big German man. He's uh he's this bachelor, unmarried, no kids, no wife. He works in a brewery, and he's pretty sedentary kind of guy. He doesn't he never leaves the country. He left the country one time on a day trip to Switzerland, which a is kind day of, trip. It's kind of near where Bavaria yeah. is, which is in like the south of Germany. So okay. it's you know you could cross the border pretty easily there. Yeah. Uh, and the only time he ever flew was on a flight to Berlin one time. Okay. So he's yeah, he's, he's not well tra- he's not well traveled. But Erwin Kreutz gets this. Is he a worldly man? Does he read a lot? I wouldn't guess so. Because okay. <laughs> when you hear what happens, okay, you're gonna be like, "There's and this no is way." Seventy-seven. Seventy. He gets fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes and wow. seventy-seven. <laughs> That's when you could make something with fifteen. Like, That's what I'm saying. If this happened today, he wouldn't have been able to milk it for the three years no, that he does. Not with how many times famous people are saying the n-word. <laughs> right, we're gonna forget about Joe Rogan in three weeks. <laughs> I mean, imagine popping online and then that happens. There's no way you're gonna be in the cycle. Right, but this is like this is like prime. This is D.D. Cooper. If you did one notable thing, mm. people would have conspiracies about you for years. Yeah, maybe not for Erin Kreutz, but. You know what? Let me tell you what what happens with oh, this guy, right. and maybe that'll... is that how this pod works? <laughs> yeah, usually. All right. Uh, so he's not a world. He's not a well traveled guy. But at age forty nine, you know, he's got all this German vacation time. They can take like whole months off of their job. Is something going on? Yeah, I just didn't know what Cosmo was doing. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. Yeah, Cosmo's kind of making a, a circling <laughs> his ear kind of motion. Like this guy is crazy. Yeah, we haven't even gotten to it yet. His headphones are, and he's clearly mm-hmm. listening to another podcast while recording. <laughs> it's come down and positive. <laughs> it, I know it's come down because I hear him laughing so much and saying, well, he's he's quietly whispering to himself, oh, Nick, oh, stop. <laughs> oh, the other guy. <laughs> There's a third one. Don't yeah. remember his name right now. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, he, at 49, he gets this wild hair. You know what? He'd always wanted to go. To San Francisco, California. Oh, watch a lot of that. Well, nope, seventy-seven. <laughs> All right, I'm backtracker. What are you about to say? Ah, you don't want to know. No, I wanted. What was San Francisco famous for then? Just a big bridge. <laughs> big bridge. I feel like, yeah, I do think it was like movies and television. He'd seen like pictures of San Francisco. Yeah, I guess a lot of movies. It is a very yeah. picturesque town. You oh, know, you course, see a picture of San of Francisco, it kind of sticks with you. Yeah, I've, it, I've never. Been it here. feels like a place that. Uh, People should be allowed to live and hang out in without having gazillion dollars. <laughs> right, right. You know? Although this was this was a different time for San Francisco. This was yeah. peak Zodiac murder, San Francisco. Ooh. So it actually was kind of uh they probably could have used some tourists like Urban Critz, you know? What do you mean like is he a vigilante? Uh, no, it's just he was excited. He, oh, okay. he, lo- he loved the idea of going to San Francisco. Yeah. I did too. <laughs> yeah, hey, never been. Would love to. I don't know much about the town that he actually ends up in, though. Uh-oh. So, Erwin Coitz, an important thing to know about before he trip plans this month-long trip to San Francisco. He doesn't speak a lick of English. That's doesn't help. It doesn't help, although it's... We it, love English here. <laughs> it's I, if I know one thing about America, we fucking love English. Can't get enough of no. that shit. Uh, I love it or leave it. It's our only language. Uh-huh. Uh, but Erwin Coitz plans this trip to San Francisco, and what he doesn't realize... And I don't know how you could not realize this. There's a layover. Okay, yeah. A layover in Bangor, Maine. 
which <laughs> I know sounds like a strange place to have a layover, but actually, no, it at it's the nice and close at the time it because jets just weren't powerful enough to get to larger hubs. Mm-hmm. Maine was the place to go if you were flying from Europe. You just didn't have enough gas. To- it, yeah, because if you go straight west right. uh, uh, towards the poles you're going to use less fuel. Yeah. So Bangor, Maine has an international airport, despite the fact that it's only about 30,000 people in that city. Wow. Bangor is the third largest city in Maine. (laughs) Okay. So small. It's one I know. It is one one I know. Portland. Uh Uh-huh. Bangor. Know another one? Maine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is there a Maine, Maine? (laughs) There's a New York, New York. There's a, Augusta's the capital, and the second largest city is Lewiston. Right? Hmm. Never once in my life. What's going on in Maine, man? I thought Bangor would be bigger than it is. Bangor is 30,000 people. I think we got to go investigate this Lewiston. (laughs) Big city off the map. Sounds like it's not. It sounds like it's it's bigger than 30,000. Yeah. Okay. There's something going on up in Maine. I I can't quite put my finger on it. So yeah, he takes this connecting flight to Bangor, Maine, and he falls asleep on the flight. Is he what? It's cross-continental flight. He's a big man. His heart works hard. He sleeps through the landing, and when he wakes up, the plane is grounded. And a flight attendant whose shift was ending, she was about to get off of the plane and, you know, spend the night in Bangor or whatever. She's like, goodbye. Enjoy your trip to San Francisco. Okay. And Erwin Kreutz, sitting on the tarmac in Bangor, Maine, takes this to mean... This here, plane is going to San Francisco. No, he takes it to mean here I am in uh, San Francisco. Yeah, the English. <laughs> the, yes. Okay. So he was supposed to stay on the same plane, though. He was supposed to stay. On no, that, although, that never happened. Although there was a chance to, the, I, they actually were supposed to deplane and go through customs and then come back on that same plane. Okay. The plane needed to refuel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but what he does instead is he gets off the plane, goes through customs, and hails a cab. What time of year is this? I feel like October is October 3rd, 1977. Okay. What's the weather like in October in Maine? Uh, Probably what you think. (laughs) Probably, probably like Northern Wisconsin. I cannot imagine it is anything like San Francisco. No, but San Francisco, I think in the winter is surprisingly warm and in the summer, surprisingly cool. But Maine gets like blanketed by snow in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets out of the plane and look, it is. Late at night, he's still sleepy. He gets in the cab and he uses. He, t- he says to the cab driver, he gives him the one of the only English words he knows: sleep. So the cab driver takes him to a hotel. Yeah. Uh, now Cosmo over there. If you're not, you might be looking over at Cosmo. He's making the drinky drinky motion with his thumb, <laughs> thumb pinky up, thumb going to mouth. Yeah, universal drinky. drinky. Uh, and yes, that is true. Irvin Coit's. Do, one- do you want one, Cosmo? <laughs> no, no, no. He's had enough. Okay. Erwin Kreutz says, has gone on the record as saying that you're opening that up and I don't know who it's for. <laughs> not to, hey, not to break kayfabe beer, but why did you open that beer? Whoever wants it. <laughs> no, I see. I picture like a, a Mr. Magoo. I picture this man being too like animated. I picture him walking like sleepy, rubbing his eyes mm-hmm. like Mr. Magoo. But also. I do understand that uh, Erwin Coitz copped at one point to drinking 17 beers a day. Oh, I didn't know that. He is nothing if not a German stereotype. Yeah. Wow, that's a good chunk of beer. It's a good chunk of beer. So, Which is a measurement of beer that they only use 
in other places right, that right. You've, none of you have ever heard of. <laughs> but I have. Right, right. I'm your, traveled. Your girlfriend from Canada calls beer chunks all the time. Yeah, dude. I'd show you her, but she's not on the regular internet. She's on the, the dark web. So it's hard to... <laughs> she's on the dark web Facebook. Hey, buddy, I don't think dark web girlfriend is what you want to be talking to right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if the drinky drinky had anything to do with Erwin Koitz's uh, mistake here. But he ends up in Bangor, Maine. And he spends three days in Bangor, Maine, looking for the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, yeah. And you said it's 30,000? 30,000 people. Yeah, so you can cover that ground pretty good, pretty quick. <laughs> he probably, I mean, he found... Probably walk 30 minutes in any direction. And there's, and look, there is something to it where, like, it's 1977. He doesn't have yeah. a phone. He doesn't speak any English. He looks and he sees a bridge, like some fucking green, rusted bridge in Bangor, and is like... Well, that might be false advertising. Yeah. <laughs> like this, this is not what it is cracked up to be. But he's he's not an idiot. He he's pretty sure that he's not actually in San Francisco proper. But <laughs> yeah, it is hilly. There's an ocean. Mm-hmm. There's an ocean over there. Yeah. And he finds a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so he Which finds couldn't it. exist on the East Coast. <laughs> Well, he knows that there's a famously a huge Chinatown, yeah. a large Chinese population in San Francisco. So seeing seeing the Panda Express in Bangor, Maine or whatever, he's like, well, I must be near San Francisco. <laughs> I must be like, I must be in like a suburb of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And so after three days, he is kicked out of the hotel that he initially checked into. Kicked out? Kicked out because they're drinking had, 17 beers a day? <laughs> because they had booked the weekend for the, uh, for the University of Maine Parents Weekend. Okay. And you got to understand zero English because yeah. I think if I'd heard University of Maine, I'd be like, that's a weird name for San Francisco University. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, um, like, I have to be a little sympathetic to have you ever visited somewhere and you're like, you look at a hill and thinking it's a mountain, and then you turn around and there's a mountain. You're like, oh, okay. Mm. Like the, pers- the the scale sometimes is like, am I? I get that. We yeah. once freshman year of college, we went to Vero Beach, Florida, where mm-hmm. my friend's family had a thing. Like his cousin had a timeshare or something. And I think in our minds, just the entire beach surrounding the entire peninsula of florida was just going to be spring breakers we went to a ghost town <laughs> and just got drunk inside and watched like requiem for a dream and wait it was, ew it was that's the, a bad it was vibe. A bad, that's a bad vacation vibe i mean you're on a rocky that was just beach. one night but you're, yeah. in, you're on a rocky beach watching the ass to ass scene with your college bud i don't know about rocky we dug a big hole in the sand and buried you know jumped you, over it and dude you and you and digging these fucking holes <laughs> I like digging holes. <laughs> oh, when Shia LaBeouf does it, it's fucking cool. But <laughs> it's all, it seems to be all you did for the first twenty years of your life was dig holes. I mean, it you know, it's it's, it's cool. It's <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's cool in that hole. You catch stuff, you know, or you jump over it. You can bury stuff in it. Now you're selling me on holes. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 like it does sound pretty promising. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I'd like to throw this guy in a hole right now, he's dude. Cos- non-contributing. Cosmo is fully. He's not only is he on Tinder right now, he's actually facing away from us so we can see all the the little messages he's sending. Oh my god, he's it's a swipe surge and he can't <laughs> can't control himself. That's so, well, normally when there's a swipe surge, we all stop the recording <laughs> and take out our phones so we can participate. That's fair. We're in a time crunch though. <laughs> uh. 
I knew I would blank. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I look, look, if I was going to Germany and I thought I was going to Berlin and I end up in Frankfurt, I I probably take pick some up, time. I'd probably pick up on it quickly enough. Yeah. But at the same time, it'd be like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm in Germany. Look, I made it to Germany. Yeah. You can't argue. Okay. So he realizes he's not in the heart of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He gets into a cab and says, take me to downtown San Francisco. Tell me a cab driver in the no. 70s doesn't just have dollar signs in his eyes. <laughs> no. Go, okay, buddy. No. The guy goes, buddy, that's 5,000 miles away. <laughs> and Erwin is like, uh, English? What is that in kilometers? Like, Still, yeah, it's, I mean, there's like a whole other language barrier there. He doesn't know the kilometers. So... After a few days, the word starts getting around because guess where he is going? Bars, of course. Oh man, everyone's like, You gotta see this idiot. <laughs> you gotta meet his quota. Eventually, word gets around that this guy who only speaks German seems to be very confused about where he is. Oh no. And there luckily is a German speaking woman, <laughs> maybe only one, <laughs> in, in Bangor, Maine. A woman n- named uh Gertrude Rosine. No, hold on. Another German woman, not just a a professor. A uh, a Czechoslovakian immigrant. I think if you speak a second language, you must be an academia. <laughs> you're able you're to... so smart. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the thing is, look, none of us speak fluent in a second language. Mm-mm. Although there are some languages where I do think I would be able to figure out what city I'm in. I think so. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Erwin lives his fucking life. Whatever. And hey, guess what? It works out pretty fucking well for him. Anyways, Gertrude Romine, a Czechoslovakian immigrant. Uh, someone gets in contact with her and tells her to talk to this confused Bavarian man. And eventually it is explained to him, buddy, you're on the wrong side of the continent. Mm-hmm. And he laughs and laughs. <laughs> Okay, he's, he's got in, a good sense of humor. He's in terrific spirits about this. In fact, so much so that like he's hammered. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he certainly has something to do with that. But I think he just kind of goes, oi vey. And, you know, yeah, off he goes. And he now he's in contact with German speaking people. They're able to show him the town of Bangor and they're able to contact the local press. Okay. So he starts getting a little, little GoFundMe action to get his ass to San Francisco. <laughs> well, so there's so first the Bangor Daily News starts getting some word about it. Like, hey, a confused man was trying to go to San Francisco and he ended up visiting Bangor. God, the news was so wholesome back then. <laughs> right. Confused German man bar hopping near you. <laughs> Tune in at six to yeah. find out. Right underneath, right underneath the fall, of, right underneath that. Nobody trusts the president anymore. <laughs> man from Germany confused about Maine. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Question. Is he good? Yeah, he might be. Uh, they get so yeah. The Bang, Bangor Daily News starts writing profiles of him, and he just gets started. Sh- Bangor people love this guy. Yeah, they start showing him the town. Seems like a fun guy. He gets the key to the city. What? He gets wait. The- d- okay, I forget. Small cities can give out the key and probably <laughs> do so more willingly. <laughs> sure. Why not? Does everyone's hometown have they given out? Is my small hometown giving out a key? Do you think? I guess you, it's a village. What a, do you think it would take for you to get the key to McFarland, Wisconsin? I don't know. I, I bet I would. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that place. I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to yeah, be recognized there. That's fair. Or anything. <laughs> I do get it. If I get the key there, I did something wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they only give the key to criminals. 
What is the key? <laughs> it's just a big. Is it? Is this, How many do they get to give out? You can't I, give one out every year, right? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, that would. And be. you don't just get get one. I feel like sh- Chicago's given out more than one key to the city. Oh yeah, it's not. Like there's like the key to the city, right? Which says do not duplicate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking, are, I'm taking the key to the Chicago into the Ace Hardware. <laughs> it's like fucking four feet. <laughs> I was just like, hey, can you just look the other way on this? That's like the time I tried to forge one of those five foot checks. <laughs> and that work. Not not good. Okay, so he gets the key to Bangor. He is inducted into the Penobscot Indian Nation. What? He gets all these like crazy honorary titles. Okay, but. That's a, just a northeast tribe? Yeah, that's okay. a Quebec and Maine area. Okay. Uh, they, they seem to do that pretty quickly, by the way. Like, he figures out he's in Maine on, like, October 7th. October 10th, he's in the... <laughs> October 10th, he gets a headdress and gets a new fun character for his Mad TV reel. 1977 is a particularly strange period in time to just give a German man, <laughs> induct him into your Native American tribe. Like, a little bit? I mean, I don't know. That feels more meaningful than being given a key to a city. But at the same time, it's clear that, like, that's just whoever decided to do that could just do Yeah, but that. just the race. I didn't know if in the 70s, I feel like the war is a little fresh still. <laughs> I not, mean, this guy was a Hitler youth. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I, wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call World War II fresh in 1977. Well, I mean, I would. I don't know. I, Right now, it would cro- it cross my mind right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> it would cross my mind back then. Yeah, he gets this... Uh, he's a guest of honor at Oktoberfest. Yeah. Because it's October. And hey, we got a real German guy this year. <laughs> they do Oktoberfests kind of everywhere? I would assume so. I pictured it being more prevalent in Wisconsin just because of the German population. I'm sure there is a German population in Maine. I'm, yeah. And look, maybe maybe they really did it up because they found... It sounded out. like a population of one, at least in this city. <laughs> right. It's just one woman. It's a house party that she throws. <laughs> yeah. Guess the German... Uh, he gets... Yeah, he meets the mayor. He flies up to Augusta and meets the governor of Maine at the time. All of this is kind of like, you know... Yeah. <laughs> what is <laughs> who are the bored. celebrities? He meets the biggest celebrity in Maine, which is Andre the Seal. <laughs> I don't know Andre the Seal. Well, it w- he's a seal, a literal seal. He's a, a literal seal. Yeah. He was just a guy, uh, a guy owned a seal. Yeah. And boy, was that. Oh, big. it wasn't a zoo. It was a man who had a seal. Oh, all right. A I seal, guess you can just a do seal that. Companion. Yeah. The story of Andre is that he was allowed to leave, but chose to stay. Yeah, well, <laughs> rolling your eyes. A little Stockholm syndrome there. Yeah, maybe. You live for twenty five years. Yeah. So the, the the two most famous people in Maine, a seal and a confused German guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King had only written one book at this time. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, you'd be right up there in the big three. Okay. I mean, I I kind of I kind of miss when this would have been news. <laughs> it would have been nice. It would have been a nice time to exist. It would have been such a blip on the radar. Yeah. So, anyways, he's he misses his flight to San Francisco. He ends up spending another two weeks of his month long vacation in Bangor. He celebrates his fiftieth birthday in Bangor, Maine, wow. at a McDonald's. Yeah, I I have a feeling we're going to end up there too, pal. <laughs> 50 our 50th birthday is going to be in a mcdonald's well there's going to be three choice three companies it's mcdonald's starbucks or kfc you pick <laughs> Wait, those, <laughs> those are the only restaurants think, that you exist think those are going to be the three corporations well for f- food dining yeah <laughs> okay. you don't think it's going to be 
the more the the yum corporation at large the kfc taco bell at least oh i see look i don't know the connections and that's exactly why they're going to take over <laughs> because i don't know these things <laughs> no you know you don't know that there already are just three companies that own all the food uh, yeah uh yeah it spends his 50th birthday flipping burgers in a mcdonald's wait flipping he wanted to he wanted to work the grill <laughs> he thought it would be fun and they knew him just from his press <laughs> yeah or does someone go around like does he have like a hype does that german woman like I kind of shadow him and help communicate and hype gets, him up. He gets connected to other German speakers in the area. They so just he's, pass him off. Yeah. Kind of has a handler at all times. He's, I mean, he never learns the language. Yeah. Let's make that very clear. That'd be a quick time frame to do it. <laughs> it would be. Uh, yeah. He gets, he gets shoveled around Bangor. He's loving it. He's being treated as a local celebrity. And it goes from main local news story, eventually gets picked up by the national press. Yeah. Tom Brokaw's commenting on it. And, you know, like, Back when national news mattered and everyone was actually watching him, San Francisco sees that and they're like, hey, wait a second. You're supposed to be our guy. We want a piece of this pie. <laughs> like I said, they're dealing with the Zodiac uh-huh. Killer right now. They're like, we need a nice German man to counteract all the horrible, horrible things that are happening in our city right now. Okay, so what do they do? They, they fly him <laughs> Come up. Come on, Joey. Don't, <laughs> don't make me wait. Don't. They, they front the charge for him. They they front the charge. The city of San Francisco. The city of San Francisco. Wow, flies. must be nice to have pockets like that. <laughs> Erwin Corys gets flied out to San Francisco. Although first, can I just say one of the things he does while in Maine? Oh wait, there's a couple more things that I got to uh-huh. say about how the people of Maine treat Erwin Corys. Number one, he is gifted two acres of land in Saint Francis, Maine. Which I don't want to like, know what that's worth today. Which is like, wh- well, it's like way the fuck up there. It's like northern northern Maine. Two okay. acres of land, probably not. not a lot of land. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. not super expensive. It sounded like it was also like scrubland type of shit. Okay. He also <laughs> he asked while in Bangor, he wants to have a tour of an American jail. Whoa, okay. Which I think that's very I think comes from Alcatraz, and he assumes that all the jails in uh, America yeah, are gonna yeah. be kind of like Alcatraz, but he ends up just going to like a main, like a, the drunk tank in Bangor or something. Okay. But uh, the warden of that jail said, yeah, he loves Bangor. He doesn't even want to go to San Francisco. (laughs) But nevertheless, San Francisco pays to fly him out towards the very end of his vacation in Mm -hmm. the United States. I bet he fucking loves San Francisco. Although he's Eh. celebrities wearing off by that. You know what? He'd rather be a big fish in a small pond. He wasn't as into San Francisco. There weren't enough trees for him. Oh. Yeah. If... Maine fucked up if they didn't take a picture of him, this big German man next to a moose. How fun is that? You're like, oh, it's it's not even it's a little moose now. It looks mini because he's uh, so mooses, big and German. Dude, mooses are always yeah so much bigger than you think they're gonna be. So yeah, so specifically the San Francisco Examiner, the lo- one yeah, of the local heard, newspaper. I feel like I've heard of that. Pays to have him flown out to San Francisco, and they're like, oh, they thought, he thinks Bangor, Maine is fucking cool? This guy's gonna lose his shit at San Francisco. They give him, they give him, like, the trolley tours, they show him the nightlife, he gets the key to San Francisco, guy's walking around with a fucking... Two keys? The guy's walking around with a fucking pocket full of keys. Yeah, fucking German janitor. Yeah, he gets to meet the mayor of San Francisco, George Moscone, this, he... George Moscone, a famous drunk, apparently. He's the one that he's he is the one that Irwin tells, I drink 17 beers a day. <laughs> wow. Do they booze it up together? Uh, I think <laughs> famous drunks are there in politics. <laughs> I mean every Kennedy. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a lot of famous drunks. 
I would vote for a guy just because he's a famous drunk. That's, That's fun. literally what people. That's literally what's happening. Okay. You know when they're like a politician, I can get a beer with. <laughs> oh God, I'm such a <laughs> sucker. You are. <laughs> you. But also, it's so much less weird than those like old timey like Puritan like founding fathers who think drinking is like. Like, how do you go your whole life and not have a vice? I guess their vice was like owning people. <laughs> yeah, their and- vice is well. I mean, if their vice is power. If you're running yeah. for office, your vice is probably not alcohol. But power, what what does power do on a minute-to-minute basis? You know what I mean? <laughs> you just never fucking tasted it, baby. Yeah, that's fair. I think if you got a, if you got a scrap, if at, you were ever more powerful than a single person, Adam, I think you, you would know what I'm... What, you, if you were a man like me and you had strength, you would know what I'm talking about. All right. That just seems like your brain chemistry having to sustain itself rather than like having chemicals to give you, bump you up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, unless they're like, bring me a child to smack every 20 minutes or whatever to get a little taste of their power again. I don't know. <laughs> I think you're not thinking big, big term enough. You're really thinking of the small turn games of alcohol. Yeah. Not the, the general. No, I, it's ruining my life on the, on the large <laughs> scale for sure. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. So anyways, he is he's doing this media blitz through San Francisco. He's beating the mayor. Getting he gets inducted. Also, he goes to dinner in Chinatown and, and gets inducted into the Wong Family Association, which is like a a, a Chinese group in uh-huh. San Francisco. But so that means that over the course of this month on vacation, he is <laughs> inducted into an Indian tribe and into a Chinese family. Uh huh. So this guy. Two keys to... And two keys to the city. This guy's mad TV audition is going to be... He's going to have so many character voices that he's like, no, no, it's okay. I'm allowed to do this. <laughs> Man, that's so much responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he's he's an ambassador for so many places. Bavaria, China, the Pimbascot Nation. Uh, he also gets taken to a rodeo, so he's a cowboy too. Okay. Now that you got to do. Yeah, but I I didn't think that that's not like a San Francisco. No, not at all. I think they're just kind of like, is there a rodeo? I feel like it's almost like going to medieval times or something. If you're in San Francisco to go to a rodeo. Fair. Which we do have plans to do. (laughs) (laughs) It is on the calendar. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but but anyways, that's uh, basically the end of his big journey to America. Part, just, part one. Okay, thank God. Yeah. No, I said it was short. I didn't say it was nothing. All right. Uh, yeah, but he's got a good sense of humor about it the whole time. He gets sent home with a giant, like, novelty luggage tag on his neck that says, like, make sure I get to Frankfurt. Do we just love anyone from, like, Germany, Austria? Like, that feels like only person that's come over and had a better luck is Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> just like, this guy's big and, you know, Austrian. Let's... He's not let's that give big. him the, the let's let him govern. <laughs> just to be clear, he's just a fat guy. <laughs> oh, okay. He's just like a regular fat guy. Uh, I pictured like a, you know, you pictured, big frame, strong. You pictured massive. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Okay. You know, I think he's just a, a husky brewery worker. All right. <laughs> so anyways, he makes it back to, to West Germany, spends another year there, but then duty calls for micro-celebrity Erwin Kreutz. When a, Who is duty in this? Well, when a new mall is opening in Bangor, Maine, a mall, and they want the ribbon, the PR, to, yeah, they want the ribbon to be cut by none other than Bangor's favorite adopted son, uh-huh. the very confused German Erwin <laughs> Kreutz. Tell me, he ends up in San Francisco, <laughs> so he takes he takes another month off of his work, which is something you do in Germany. You just take yeah. whole months off. Good for them. He takes another month off, 
flies first. He does a little trip to Boston, goes up, cuts the ribbon at this mall, and then kind of gallivants around the country. He and the the German couple, the Czechoslovakian couple that first rescued him from Bangor, actually go and see the Grand Canyon together. Rescued him. Uh, Bangorians everywhere are very mad that you use that terminology. <laughs> rescued him from Bangor. <laughs> well, they rescued him from uncertainty. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, he does the second bout of tourism in America, and it all seems to be going good. But then when he returns from that, he gets canned from his job at the brewery. Why? Well, accounts vary. Drinking 17 beers at work every <laughs> no, day? I think that's normal for Germans. Okay. The brewery says it's because he skipped two Oktoberfests in a row, which maybe. I mean, he did. Yeah. And that certainly would be a high volume time for a brewery in Bavaria. Well, uh, well, I hear here's where I disagree. Mm-hmm. October is when you drink the beer. You got to <laughs> brew it like a month ahead of time. Mm. Yeah, you got a point here. See what what Kreutz says is the the brewery wanted to use his story and his likeness uh-huh. to promote their beer and when he said, "Well, I should get a pay raise for that." They can't. Whoa. Okay. Mm-hmm. He probably should have gotten a pay raise for that. He probably, I mean, he he should have. He absolutely Look, should have. Not just anyone can go get confused somewhere else. <laughs> I want to be compensated, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so he loses his job at the brewery. So and, and that's 1978 after his second trip to America the next year. Early 1979, like March of 79, he says, I'm going to make an honest take. You know where I love? Bangor, Maine. I'm going to make an honest try at trying to emigrate to America. Oh, so he goes to he goes to Bangor and he's like, "It's me, your favorite son, the the man who confused Bangor for San Francisco. What kind of work do you have for me?" And the mall that he cut the ribbon for is like, uh, "We have a janitor position available." Oh, and he no. would have now he would have taken it. It was a minimum wage job in America, and he's like, "Oh, minimum wage jobs in Germany uh, include healthcare and several months of vacation." Oh man, yeah. You, I mean, you don't. As he, soon as you come back, mm-hmm. you lose all. He lost it. He tried. He tried too hard to to needy. He. Oh, I man. think, and I think if he'd waited a little bit longer, if he'd gone all in on that second trip, he could have gotten it right. He could have gotten it at the prime time. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But also, I think he he spoke none of the language. So he still never. Yeah, that would to, help. He still never learned how to speak English. He comes back to America. <laughs> this is going to sound like a weirdly anti-immigrant narrative where I'm like, he didn't speak the language. He didn't bring any valuable skills. <laughs> what about a brewery? They, this is before the whole microbrew. Uh, I bet Maine's got a shitload of them now. They do, actually. Yeah. Wait, this was, how old was he in 77? Maybe he's uh, 50. Yeah. yeah, he's over 50 at this point. So right. he's probably like German retirement age. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he doesn't. He doesn't like the, any of the work that he can get in America, and later he goes on the record as saying, you know what? That was a mistake. Yeah, I mean... That last trip to America, I shouldn't have done it. I think German citizenship would... Uh, we would all take it if we could. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I in the end, he probably chose the right country to be in, although yeah. it was, you know, still divided. But. How long was his Bangor go? How long his, his Bangor? go at being a Bangorian, <laughs> no, which you? I'm just going to assume is what they call themselves. I have no idea. But uh, yeah, it, that was only a couple of weeks. Okay. So he did a month, a year later, a month, and then about five months later, did a couple of weeks and decided oh. it wasn't going to happen for him. Yeah, I mean, you got to give it more of a go than that. 
Yeah, maybe. But also, if you're not going to get a job better than janitor. In no, city, of course. In the, in the one city that you like really vibed with. Right. Well, he had to go to a bigger city. <laughs> well, he tried oh. to go in a bigger city. Mm-hmm. I, I think there is an element to this where he is from a small town to begin with. And seeing San Francisco, which is considerably bigger than yeah. either of the places he was, Bangor or his little Bavarian village. He was like, eh, not a city guy. That's fair. 30,000, I yeah, can Yeah, he liked the that. trees. He liked, he liked the... The ro- he liked the trees. <laughs> he didn't want to just go build a shack on his land and camp out. <laughs> yeah, he could have. It's probably like lead poison. The, there was probably a lot of toxic waste <laughs> in the ground. He could have moved up to fucking St. Francis. What happened? Yeah, what happened to his land? Ah, that's the that is the definitive end to the story because everything after it is kind of. Well, we don't really know what happens to him. Tell me he gets buried on the land. <laughs> there is a German podcast that fu- that kind of has assu- uh, assumed that he is dead at this point. Germans are podcasting. <laughs> I know. Unfathomable. We only have we only have so many years before they catch up to us too. <laughs> now, when the Chinese have a podcast, I'm really gonna. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, he moves back to Bavaria and he never returns to the United States after '79. Okay. So, supposedly he dies in 2010. Fond memories of Bangor the whole time. Yeah. Carries a little photo book around with him. Continues to drink until he is completely dead. Early. Mm, 2010. I guess he would have been almost 80 something. Yeah, right. so, you know, I'm not gonna put that on the drinking. Yeah, hey, good run of that. But yeah. yeah, apparently he was he had some dementia that probably was brought on by the, all that drinking. Oh God, this is gonna lead to dementia. <laughs> no, I think the podcasting is gonna get to you first. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but the one the last record we do have of him is that he never we <laughs> prominent scholars you you and I <laughs> uh, he never visited that place in Saint Francis Maine again. But he did continue to pay taxes on it well into the 80s. Wow. He didn't default on it at all. <laughs> the last <laughs> the last records of him are the St. Francis tax collector sending a money order <laughs> up to his little village in Bavaria. Yeah. And every year, it would come back in a couple of days. Wow. He, he continued to pay taxes on two acres of land in, in <laughs> northern Maine. What do those go for? I'm curious. I can't imagine. No. That. He was gifted the land yeah. to begin with. So, like, there's no way it cost him shit, man. No, but it is. Yeah, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. But that's all That's all there really is to say about Kreutz. He is... Uh, Proceed. Never had any kids. Never had never. any kids. No. Okay. A lifelong bachelor. Any as, any as siblings, so many, family, or is he siblings? He's had siblings. I haven't I haven't kept tabs on them. That's but. fair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, if they over the past ten years, you've been obsessing about this, <laughs> right? Right. All the red string in my apartment uh-huh. about this one episode of the American Journal of Losers that I said probably would be about thirty minutes of an episode. Yeah. Well, <laughs> double double that. Yay! Look look at me proving myself wrong. What did you think about that, Cosmo? Oh, Cosmo put his, uh, his, he pinched his nose. Oh, God. Cosmo's saying, it stinks. Cosmo drew a little mustache on his, on his face with Sharpie. Oh. That is not our kind of humor, Cosmo. <laughs> it's not why play- we didn't give you a, a, a camera today. It's not playing on the microphone, man. I don't yeah. know what you think you're doing. Cosmo took, all right, Cosmo took one mime class a week ago, and it was like an intro to mime thing. He got a free Groupon. Right. Look. And he just did the intro. Yeah. <laughs> There's, there was like eight weeks of more classes, and he did. he's not gone no. to them as far as I know. But the hook worked. He's into it. Um, mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that loser, Joey. <laughs> I, I wish I had. I mean, I'm, it's a fascinating story. He's lovable. I like him. I like he him. Sounds they, no one ever dug up any dirt on him. You got to point that 
if this happened today, and it wouldn't with smartphones and everything. <laughs> kids these days with their phones, they always yeah. know if they land in the wrong <laughs> side of a continent. Uh, but, like, I think if this did happen today, it would be a blip on the radar. Oh, yeah, no. We, it, we, we were barely clocking as an interesting story. So the fact that it was possible just at... The, it was just at the exact right time in human history where right. there were jets flying to all sorts of places. They weren't fast enough and good enough to go all the way across continents. Right. And the news was fast enough to carry out an interesting story and milk it for about a year. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a perfect point. This is something I would send like our group chat. I'd be like, I'm at a bar and this German guy <laughs> thinks he's in San Francisco and we would laugh about it for like a couple days and then mm-hmm. it would be over. Like dust in the wind. All these memories are fading, like a German man <laughs> drunkenly stumbling onto a tarmac. I'm surprised. I mean, to get to drink that much and not someone being like, "Yeah," but also he said this awful shit. <laughs> what a beautiful time. Well, there is. Nah, a, I shouldn't say beautiful. Now, that makes okay. Now can, there's a language barrier involved as well. Oh, that's true. You gotta remember that. Oh, he was. So if he was remarking on any of the different peoples of the United States, it wasn't coming across. Oh God, his his induction into the the wong family and all this you just like look how excited, look how much he's talking he must be so excited he's just saying horrific things he's uh, maybe he was making a lot of the gestures that cosmo was making during that that segment <laughs> all right well that's been this episode of the american journal of losers tune in next week we're gonna we're gonna be back at it. Mm-hmm. Original format. You're gonna be hearing more voices next yes. week. We're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna save up money over the next week to get Cosmo that uh, vocal surgery. <laughs> he's gonna finally yeah, sound like the rock. Gonna knock that mime shit off. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna make him knock it off. <laughs> and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, oh thanks. wait, wait, hold on. Cosmo's got something. Two words. <laughs> Sounds like like hanky Hank. Hank, thank you. He's saying thank you. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) Thank you, everyone.